Gen X Brian here from Convincing Idiots. We're sharing this clip from a recent show in case you're looking for a little bit of idiot time but don't have time for a full episode. You can find full episodes and new clips every week on all major podcast platforms. While you're there, give us a follow or subscribe. Full episodes and segment videos can be found on our YouTube channel at Convincing Idiots. You can also watch us on the Boss Code Media TV network. We hope you enjoy and hope to see you back. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing Idiots. Convincing Idiots. Called it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. Kids today. Jingle uh, All the Way is, in fact, the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get Grandma a present, <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm the Millennial Santa. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing Ball's in the sea breeze, <laughs> holding a turd, just... Mightily. I'm just going hitting hats. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note, uh, back in five, four, three, two. <laughs> nice. You know what else is nice? The three of us being together oh, and yeah. back for the third and final segment of this week's episode of Convincing Idiots. Welcome back, Millennial Nick, along here with my bro hosts. The strong, broad shoulders that I can feel in person in my hands. I can feel it in my plums. At least one. <laughs> With Jax. One's a little more bony. One's a little mushier than the other, but one definitely goes to the gym. Jax Brian is here, along with Zenial Dean. We are back for segment number three of Convincing Idiots, and we appreciate you joining us and giving us your time. So, you know, guys, uh, we've been friends for a long time. We have. Long time. Experienced a lot of the same things together, but mm-hmm. sadly, our relationships don't go back all the way to the beginning. Things that molded us in our childhood, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, quite quite frankly, uh, we, we couldn't be friends with Brian when we were children because it would be very inappropriate. Yes. Um, and but, your uh, childhood was like last week. Right, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, along with things that come out, came out in 2022, these two will be discussing <laughs> uh, things <laughs> that we saw as children that molded us. Uh, we, uh, Brian saw a great question on Twitter, uh, naming off some some films that really molded you your childhood. So, mm-hmm. uh, for our uh, particular... Uh, uh, area here we're going to talk about just anywhere from childhood up to like maybe like early teens yeah is a good place to cut it off maybe around your you know whatever you deem to be your early teens 12 13 14 something like that so uh we're going to discuss some some movies that really pre high school maybe yeah somewhere in there yeah sure yeah so uh well brian you had the idea to to do this topic which is a lovely one so why don't you start us off yeah just let's do one at a time kind of go around sure yeah do that yeah no surprise, Star Wars. Yep. yep. I, I'm just going to concur gonna with them. you right now. I assumed we'd all have it. And that I, is, it speaks to the timelessness of Star Wars. Yeah. We Our podcast is based on three friends representing three different generations. Episode. We yeah. all experienced yep. Star Wars, and it has carried with us through our lives and to our children. We've all yep. introduced it to our yep. children, all of yes. varying ages, mm-hmm. uh, shared it with our families. Um, so... I knew we would all have Star Wars written down. I actually, I actually didn't write it only for the fact that I knew that you, right. one of you two would. Yep. Right. Just wanted to kind of change it up. So. Yep. yep. But I agree with you 100%. Timeless. Yeah, for me as a kid, I, it was you know 1977 was released. I was in third grade. I know we've mentioned this before, but I it was there was no bigger movie out at the time. Yep. And our my third grade teacher, ironically, Mrs. Fisher, also. Yeah. Hmm. Loved Mrs. Fisher, and she was so cool. Bless her heart. Oh, if she's still alive, you know, if she's not, rest in peace. She was one of my favorite teachers of all <laughs> <She's> time. Not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. My, my, my fourth grade teacher is still alive. I know that for All right. Time, well, all right. You know. Anyway. Modern medicine is an incredible thing. That's not what we're talking about. But she... She was she was a huge Star Wars fan, and she had, like, posters in the classroom... 
And then for Halloween that year, she had a homemade Darth Vader costume. This is before the, wow. the, the actual Halloween she, costume. She like, created the helmet and created stuff? Created the helmet. She had a, wow. like a motorcycle helmet that she had, she you know, made like, I don't know, whatever it was at the time. I, can, I still remember her walking in to this day, that image of her and doing the breathing and all that. I was like, wow. That's awesome. That's one of the bullshit. coolest adults in the universe That's what Mrs. I Fisher. Love right about now. you old people. You were so resourceful. You made costumes. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's insane. It I mean, was so cool. I mean I mean I mean she put all like the, that time and effort just for you kids to like see her come in there and like she didn't even have the right to vote yet. That's yeah. uh, well seventy seven I don't think she did. <laughs> but anyways, like you say, it, it you don't have to be it, you don't have to have watched it in the theater originally to not watch it as a right. child, obviously, to have it impact your life. So, huge thing. And then yeah. for me, I had all the toys and everything. It was just a huge... It got me into sci-fi immediately and the whole... Say no more. So, it's, yeah. it's 100%. definitely one of my top movies of my childhood, even and, and to this day. Yeah. I would like to say, for the record, all joking aside, I would love nothing more mm-hmm. than to get a YouTube comment or on some form of social media from, from Mrs. Fisher... And being like, you tell that little shit I'm alive and I'm thriving. I, I didn't say that. Uh, no, I know. No, I said it. I'm saying, all joking aside, oh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love nothing more than to get that comment and yes. be like, Mr. Fisher little, is doing a lot of He's a little shit we're so, talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I'm purely joking, of course. But. And she actually gave me, I'll just say, she gave me a, a, a teeny, like a little, those little glass animals, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. I don't know where, a glass fish, somewhere we were on a field trip or something like that. She gave that to me. I still have it to this day in my home. She was cool. hitting on you. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a child. Did you get it in? <laughs> the 40s were a different time. Did you fuck teacher Darth Vader? Next. <laughs> Dean, what do you have, sir? All right. So I wanted to... <clears throat> Dean, meanwhile, playing the part of a teacher who would mess around with a student. <laughs> I have a story. Anyways. I want to hear it, not hear <laughs> Off air, we'll tell <laughs> no. um, All right, so <clears throat> I went on like different emotions. What shaped me in, in, in joy, happiness, seriousness, fear? Sure. So my inside first... out was not out when you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go uh, the first movie I have here, uh, Pulp Fiction. Hmm. Oh, uh, came okay. out in 1994. Yeah. Uh, Little Dean was only 13 years old. Oh, Jesus, I probably saw it a year later when it came out on um, VHS. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> it really, especially at 13, it like really showed what like movies could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of them were a lot of, very uniform. Um, you know, start to finish. This was like a just it blew your mind. Oh yeah. Of like what a, a what you could do in a timeline to the story you could tell and the types of story you can tell. It, it was mind blowing at thirteen or fourteen when I saw it. Yeah. So for me, Pulp Fiction was really made an impact on my life. Yeah. Yeah. So Pulp Fiction is uh, my number one. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Nikolai. Uh, I'm gonna start at a very base level. We're talking childhood. Do um, all the way. Just uh, what? <laughs> Jingle all the way. Oh, jingle, yeah. <laughs> Simply put, jingle all the way. Um, <laughs> all five. All five. <laughs> jingle all the way. Sorry. Uh, at a very base level, as a kid, one of my fondest uh, Disney movies, certainly, and to this day, my favorite Disney movie, um, and one of my favorites as a kid, The Lion King. It was a big deal sure. culturally at the time. I mean, uh, if I can take you back to that time in Kidland, it was everywhere. Lion King was 1994, It was, right? uh, nine, yeah, I don't know, maybe, 95? Okay. Aladdin, I want to say, was 93 or 4. Lion, and Aladdin, Aladdin was, was or Lion King we'll was, was, Aladdin was 92? Then you might be I'm right. Guessing. I, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. 94. Get, no, okay. Yeah, 94. So right. There you okay. go. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was... Uh, everywhere the toys in the happy meals i mean it was every everything was so hyper advertised at the time too for kids like the, the on you know sleeping bags and on whatever but aside from just culturally what it was in the 90s i was 13 years old when that movie came out were you so you had the sleeping bag also I had the blankets because on Christmas I was too old for it. Like I enjoyed the movie. 
it was fine. But being 13, my parents thought that they would get us all, you know, character blankets. And they bought me uh, Simba <laughs> on, the, on the sheets and the blankets and stuff. <laughs> Trying to keep you youthful. Right. I guess. Like, I'm like, oh, that. I enjoyed the movie, but I don't know if a thirteen-year-old I want to have. I kept that fucking blanket for years. Sure. No thanks, mom and dad. Just a copy of the Times and my yeah. bifocals. He was even in a rush back then to be old. I want to get girls in this bed anytime soon. <laughs> so yeah, closest to get a pussy I'm gonna get. Well, Here, Simba. Well, it was fucked up because like I requested like the the, the, the Hindenburg to be on the on, on my blanket. <laughs> But they instead they got me Simba. So yeah, but that to your point, that's how big it was. It was yeah. on blankets and, and sheets and yeah. stuff. But even aside from all the merchandising and stuff like that, uh, it, to this day, it is my favorite of those classic Disney movies. Sure, um, it's just a great storyline. Um, to this day, there I don't know what it was with like. Not, you you wonder why you, you, people joke about millennials and how sensitive we are. Probably because every fucking animated film in the 90s was someone's parents getting stripped away from them at a young age. All these scarring, uh, no pun intended, incidents and traumatic incidents happening to these, to these characters. Um, but yeah, man, like uh, The Lion King to this day when... There's something about when all the dust settles and, you know, Mufasa he's pushing goes with into his paw. The, and he's, you know, getting up under yeah. his paw and wake up, dad, and tugging on his ear. And it's just the, the disbelief that his dad, he's, that he's, you know, he's going to wake up at some point. He's, you know, that he's dead, that he's, he thinks mm-hmm. at some point he's going to wake up. Let's go home. I so every, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, I get kicked out for laughing like, at that part. Like I just, it, it just gets me right in the feels, man. But, uh, I love that movie. Yeah. When I really, when I really think of being a kid and a movie that I loved and watched over and over, I went and saw it in the theater and I watched over and over on the big puffy. Megan and I were talking earlier about the big puffy, uh, Disney VHS cassettes they would put out there. The Disney ones were in like these big kid ones that you could hold with your little baby hands. (laughs) I don't really know what the point with this, what the design was behind those, but, um, but yeah, The Lion King is, is really like when I think of real little kid, like childhood, like I, that one always sticks with me. And to this day, I love watching it. Um, so yeah, The Lion King, I'll start with there. So, what about you? No, good one. Brian. And it's, it's hard to narrow it down to five. It was very hard. Yeah, uh, I'm I wrote down like seven or eight. So no, we'll, have, we'll definitely have some. I have some. Uh, for sure. Yeah, honorable mentions. Yeah, for sure. No question about it. I've got Young Frankenstein. Okay. So this was sure. a movie at the time that was on cable. Now, yeah, you have to remember my childhood too. Again, there's no streaming, right? And uh, there's no video rental either. For a long time, you know, I, right. I didn't experience even that. I mean, for me to catch movies as a kid, it was on cable, uh, like movie channels and things, or you just caught it on reruns and things right. like that. So there's no rewinding, so you watched it where it. That played. was it. Yeah, yep. that's, that's it. You, know, you had no VH, no no VCR yet at the time, and you just sort of had to watch for it and catch it. So Young Frankenstein was on, like it was an, it was at least on annually. Sure. I can't remember how I got turned on to it. I, I do recall a buddy of mine, a, a, a grade school buddy of mine, that we were best friends in high school that since you know, passed away, Todd, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, accident years ago. But that was one that he and I, it was, that was, that, I think that's the extra thing too. When you have a connection sure. to a friend or something like that too, mm-hmm. it was like if he caught it, if he saw that it was on TV or I did, we called each other and said, hey, Young Frankenstein is on cool. channel, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember sometimes, even as like, it was like young, I don't know, they'd sit there sometimes <clears> on the phone, like, like young <clears> boys, <throat> watch, you know, watching parts of it together or something dumb <laughs> like that, too. Yeah. Is it, you, yeah, I don't dumb? Know. That, I mean, that was very nice. You don't have stuff like that anymore. No. Right. What a cool thing. You know what yeah. I mean? That it really you don't, you don't have that time. connection. You can't, what, yeah. you got to sync up a stream at the same fucking time, like, hit play. One, two, three. Yeah, now we're watching. We, like, we, we actually, yeah. we actually yeah. did that during the uh, pandemic. Airplane. The, the, yeah, airplane. We watched yeah, the airplane. three of us watch Airplane. Yeah, we should do more of those. But anyway, fantastic movie. Mel Brooks. Arguably one of his best movie, one of his best movies for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely hilarious, and it definitely had had the the whole you know classic horror feel. Just a fantastic movie. So not just the the connection of you know, watching and enjoying it with my friend, but just the whole feel of it. Gene Wilder, fantastic. 
you know, it could be one, it, I mean, you could argue different Gene Wilder movies. I, I mean, to me, that's one of his, it's certainly easily one of his best movies, uh, in his career. Um, and it kind of got me in, it, I, I kind of like the horror movies and things like that, but this was kind of a, it's not scary. It's introduction. It's, yeah. It's a good introduction of yeah. where it's creepy, but it's funny and everything else. So that definitely, uh, sparked more of my interest in, you know, that era of movie monsters and things like that. So just a lot of great movies with Young Frankenstein. As a matter of fact, as, as, as you guys know, I have a dog <laughs> right, named Igor after the character Marty Feldman, Igor in Young Frankenstein. In my hallway to this day, I have a movie poster of Young Frankenstein hanging up right now. So nice. great movie, a lot of great memories. So Dean, what do you got next? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next movie... Um, like I said, I wanted to choose genres. Um, so I went kind of, I wanted to go sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, the only sports movie that like, there was a lot of sports movies that came to mind, but this one like hit just right. Like when you're a kid, because it was the eighties, the cold war, uh, you, it, it got you pumped up for Reaganomics and, and like Ronald Reagan in the 80s and lifting a wagon, maybe lifting a wagon, oh, pile up yeah. a goddamn mountain. <laughs> Rocky Four. I was yes. like, why? It's <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm like, like, what is the fuck is he gonna no, say? No, I still don't know. Is this, this Rudy? Is this? You, I don't know. You can give me all these clues. <laughs> I still don't know. Miracle on Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Rocky Four. Yes. Um, just every time. What's getting every time it came into HBO. That and you know the it's when he's just fun. It's just the, the same as the other Rockies. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. The boxing part is just silly. Like he's holding him like this and do like he's almost holding his chin up, which <laughs> isn't going to happen. And the referee's gonna just allow that to happen. Right. Dolph L- Lundgren is like a, is the mammoth of just a, man. a monster. <laughs> and but, but you got to think of like everything that like um, yeah. it was almost propaganda. For like yeah. the 1980s America, oh yeah, because it was giving you like the the USA USA, but like also the drug part, you yeah, know. That's right. When, when you're yeah. showing the um, the rush, the evil Russian getting prepared for this fight, and he's using these machines against Rocky, lifting up a a, a wagon to climbing up a hill, <laughs> and he's using uh, uh like these the stair climber, which wasn't huge back then, right? And then, like, you finally have, like, the right Russian, the like... snow. Like, and it wasn't even, like, somebody, like, shooting him up. It was a robot uh-huh. shooting <laughs> steroids into him. That's right. Just so fucking <laughs> stupid and insane. But as... I mean, uh, what? It came in 85. I was four years old. But, oh, like, obviously, I, I... You know, I, I was watching on the HBO. Sure. And VHS. So, I, you know, just a couple of years after that. But, like, yeah, that, that got you, like... In the eighties, that was pumped as you could still. fucking possibly be. <laughs> it still is, it does. And and I still need to watch the um, the Drugs. cut version. It's good. It's a different. It, pers- yeah. yeah, it's a different take on it for sure. Yeah. Very so good. yeah, that that's mine. Uh, Rocky Four, nineteen eighty five. This was like not last summer, but the summer prior. It was just Allie and it was it was literally the like Fourth of July weekend. It was just her and I. We set up the big projector out back. We're like, what do you want to watch? We watched. It was like a it was it, Rocky Marathon. No, no, we watched okay. Rocky Four. Okay, and literally around us was all the idiots shooting the fireworks off and everything else. We're watching Rocky <laughs> Four, crying the fireworks. It was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love America. <laughs> I have a playlist on my. I'll show you where the he finished. <laughs> They had sex later. He finished with the draped American flag on each hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had Allie fucking hold me over a, 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 a rafter. You know what I'm saying? I was like doing crunches. Oh, yeah. It was intense, man. I wish I could have been there for that. Wow. Watch. Oh, he didn't send you the video? Oh, yeah. Sure, sent me the video. That's weird. So it's on our Patreon. You go check that out. All caps, I, F, K, and love mer. <laughs> I'll share a nerdy thing about me as well. I have a, I have a playlist. 
like a workout playlist, you know? Oh, please tell me that's on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The training montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Rocky IV is on that playlist. It's like, it's like the, the, it's like that whole scene. That's what it is. He's, he's like, using the, the, he's using the, remember he's the, like, there's running, like, they, they, they use the these, snow, these, I got a picture of everything that's happening. These when I wooden to it. things that like, they would put across ox's backs uh -huh. to okay, like yeah, plow yeah. field. Yeah. And he's using it <laughs> like this. <laughs> Running through snow. I mean, it just everything was like just basic yeah. nature. Oh you know? Yeah. Well, you saw. Uh, did you watch Creed though? Right. Yeah. 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 Same thing of like. What well, did you see Creed two? Not yet. Okay. No, I love the first one. They do kind of the same thing where he goes back to basics. Okay. And, yeah. and trains. Ba I figure that's what's happening next because he kind correct. of the end it's of very the, you know, the ends is yes. very like this is a respectable. But it's outcome. not as Creed two at least does it not as silly. Right. But in the 80s, in 1984 that, or 85, that wasn't silly. No, that I was, was going to say, everything was silly in 1984. But, like, not, if you <laughs> watched it then, yeah. you didn't, I mean, well, you'd probably watch it. I saw it, it in the theater. Oh, yeah. So, did like, you find yeah. it silly? No, you you found it cool and yeah, exciting. Was, yeah, of course. And you it know, shaped it you because to this day, you, a, you know, that's look right. at those Pumps fucking you up. guns. Pumps you up. That's right. It lifted yeah. fucking wagons uh, up to <laughs> 10 people. You yeah. listen to that playlist jerking off. Look at those fucking yeah. Look at that. It's incredible. Yeah. So Rocky Love Rocky Four. Great choice. All right. <laughs> Nick, what's your next one? Uh but, but wow, I'm really thrown off by that montage. <laughs> what was my Oh, okay. So um uh, comedy. Comedy would have to be my favorite genre. Yeah. Uh, of movies, and when I think back to, uh, there's many. I think you'd bring it to this podcast. <laughs> there's many, many uh, great comedy uh, movies, but when I really think back to being a kid, and one of the first ones that really I feel like had a big hand in molding my sense of humor and really like hit home with me, especially the time it came out. Uh, being raised with my parents, it kind of fit in with uh, our kind of vibe and all that stuff. My parents mm -hmm. were big fans. Uh, Wayne's World has been around okay. for yeah, sure as long as I can remember. And uh, I think I would almost accredit it to being my intro to Saturday Night Live before yep. it really, you know, I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live when Wayne's World came out. It was that a two-hour Saturday Night Live skit. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah man, I, I just absolutely <clears throat> love that movie. I can recite it from front to back. Um, I remember my parents leaving my house the night to go on a date night my grandma came and sat with me and i remember them going to see it in the theater and then you know we just had it on vhs and we'd watch it all the time and mm -hmm. recite it very quotable we quoted the lines all to this day anytime bohemian rhapsody's on yep it's not a queen song to me it's a wayne world wayne's world song to me the whole the when it gets heavy and everybody headbangs in the car in the mirth mobile it's just you you can't hear that without seeing the like Oh, the no. guy in yeah. the middle, like trying not yeah, to throw let up me go, the whole let song. you go, let me go. Well, yeah, right. right. It was it's a just, resurgence for that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that honestly, the, in, the, in the Bohemian, was it called Bohemian Rhapsody? The movie? Yeah. Yes. That was my favorite part. That Mike Myers played the record exec. That he goes, "You need an anthem, something that right. teenagers can get in their car and bang their heads to." And I was like. Well, beautifully right, done yeah. just an excellent excellent insert um, but yeah man like I mean I love comedy movies and like it's one of my all time favorites and um, I'll have another one or two depending on how long we go or honorable mentions mm -hmm. or whatever but that I will mention um, but that one really I when I really date back to what's the earliest one I remember and really hits home and to this day is still just hysterical to me it's probably Wayne's World no it, it, I agree it's a great movie 100% yep. a lot of fun so, uh, very quotable yes yeah mm -hmm. Dennis, what do you got? Um, no, I think it is it. I think it is me. Yeah. yeah so it's probably, oh, you brought up Rocky. Yeah. Were we going this way? That's right. Yeah. Oh, but we went I, around the Brian's table. Brian's old. He messed uh, up the okay, thing. Yeah, it didn't yeah, go yeah. this I'll way. Add, I'll it's have a, a comedy thing. one here. Another comedy for me. So, and, and again, this movie was on cable. Summer of it, it was released in 1980. Every time this movie came, my, one of my best friends, Tim Lester, uh, listens to this every so often. So, Tim, if you're listening, it, it hey brother. Uh, every time this movie came on, we watched it. It was it was like that, that summer of the early '80s. It was like '81 or '82. It was the same summer that MTV came out. It's like '82, something like that. So '81, '81. Like okay, August, so was that was, August of '81? There you go. So it was that summer. He moved in across the street. We met, hung out. That summer was it's ingrained in my brain. It was MTV, Atari, and Caddyshack. Hmm. Okay, absolutely. Again, I don't care if it was 10 minutes left or it started, you, it, we stopped everything, Caddyshack is on, 
we're watching it. Same type of deal. That was one of the backyard sure movies. I'm sure I got this, a phone call uh, last summer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. He, I'm sure there were phone calls. Come over, watch Caddyshack, and that movie had everything. It had comedy. It had nude women, right, <laughs> in it, which was f- you know f- fabulous. Uh, like. They're doing some type of drug. I'm not. I don't know. I have no idea what this is, but it's kind of. A, it's it's definitely adult humor. It's funny, just fantastic. To this day, one of my favorite movies. I guess we Absolutely. watched it last summer in the backyard. It's, yep. it, it's it's super quotable. Again, one of my favorite movies of all time. You can, I think, in the annals of like film, mm-hmm. I I think ultimately Caddyshack. And you can go a hundred years. That's one that will be mentioned. I I think so. Anyway, it, I yeah. mean, just for the, it was innovative for for its time, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So it so it meets that criteria. I mean, Rodney Dangerfield at his best. Yeah. Right. Um, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray. Right. God, it, Chevy Chase was in there. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Ted Knight. God, Ted so fucking. Ted fantastic. Knight is is God, the Judge is that movie right? I mean, yeah. We're waiting. Even at this, so this day, yes. right now, they have a new, you know, uh, Miller Ultra, Michelob Ultra campaign. Yes, based on I saw Caddy it. Shack. Yeah. Right. So it's and it, I, I saw it. A new, uh, a new era caps has a new Caddyshack line. Sure. <laughs> caps with the gopher and everything. So it's still I, that popular. I defy that. anybody uh, of mm. our age range. To play golf and oh, yeah. not quote it sometime in the Absolutely. nine or eighteen they're playing, yeah, it's going to be mentioned. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. There you go. All right, so I'm moving on to um, nineteen eighty-five. I was four years old mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. and the move for the second time. <laughs> for the second time, <laughs> well, I'm so old. I I I, I, I age twice. Um, nope the the movie Clue. Okay. Now, again, you, you're, you're, la- you're, la- you're, la- <laughs> no, 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 you're laughing on because, like, why would it be Clue? Yeah. Let me explain. Okay. Um, obviously, I was four. It's I didn't movie. watch it in the theater, yep. so it was at least two to three years after, right? Okay. When it was on HBO, a lot, right? <clears throat> now, Clue was one of those movies that, like, tons of people in it. Again, it, it's like Pulp Fiction, as in, it definitely. I didn't see anything like it because by the time we got to HBO, it in the theater when it originally came on the theater, uh, they had three endings. Depending on where yes. you were in the country, That's you right. saw a different ending. Oh, interesting! Interesting. That's but, cool. Yeah, but it, on HBO, you got to see almost back to back simultaneously. Could have happened this way. Could have happened this way, and they showed you all the endings. Mm. So to me, that was like the mind blowing thing that like a movie could do that. Yeah. Never seen anything like that before. Yeah, um, and it it was funny. It was inter- I mean, there was some wow. sexy part of the, the Yvette, right? Yeah, as that's a right. as a Made young Alan kid, Tom was in right? that. Tim Curry, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that's right. Um, Michael McKeenan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the cast is incredible. I've heard they uh, they're talk they've been in talks for a few years about rebooting it, doing a new one, which I'd be okay yeah, with. Could be done. It's one of those that yeah, I'll take a look at it. Sure, but yeah, it was just to me. I I watched it every time it came on hmm. HBO. Like I'm I'm like you said for Caddyshack, beginning and middle. You know it. You could recite it. Mm-hmm. You're in on it. Very so good. to me. Clue would I just I just remember line for line like how you feel. You, some of those movies have smells, as in like you remember, you know your smells from childhood just by watching it on the screen. You know, you know, sitting there on the on the floor like this, and just the smells of everything because it's that. Um, well, stuck with you that much. It's yes. ingrained in your mind. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Clue is for me. So Clue is my next offer. Very good. And it was the top three movies based on board games of all time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what the other ones are. Battleship, <laughs> maybe. That's up there. Remember Rihanna was in that. that yeah. I don't know. Jumanji, does that count? Jumanji, 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 only, board Jumanji only became a board game because of the movie. <laughs> well, and it wasn't based on a board game. Uh, there's other ones in there. Yeah. 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 Battleship. 
No. Battleship? <laughs> I just said that. Oh, Battleship was, was an actual movie. Was there... There's a battleship. Yeah, battleship. Yeah. Candyland? Is there a Candyland? Is there a Candyland? There's got to be a Candyland, right? Now, that actually, was there a all the way back around, starred Rob Lowe, believe it or not. Oh, really? He played uh, Mr. Mint. Mr. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mint. <laughs> it was a character, Kane. Yeah, he that. sailed his boat down the chocolate river? Is that? I I don't know. Tell me about it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Look it up. Tell about sending your candy cane down Rob the chocolate Blow. river. Check it out. Look Rob Blow. Let's do it. Prove I'm wrong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's your name? All right. All right. Let's get this back on track. I'm going to go with, um, uh, I don't know if you call it a drama, I guess. I don't know what else it would be. Um, definitely one Jingle of all the, way. the first times. <laughs> Howard Langston is at his wits end, and it's Christmas Eve, and he doesn't have the fucking Turbo Man. I Drama ensues. <laughs> no, um, this came out in 1996, uh, based off of a comic book. Um, the Crow, Titanic, oh, uh, was is one of the. I mean, I remember that was kind of one of those in my formative years. That's a movie that dark. It was dark. Sure. It was badass. It was vengeful. It was uh, it was tragic. Um, I don't know. It just it it was one of the first movies that I really latched on to that wasn't a comedy or a kids movie or whatever. Sure. That was just a great story being told. Um, and like I didn't even know it was a comic book when I first saw it. I just mm-hmm. thought it was this really kick ass movie. Initially, I thought it was a movie about Sting at the time. <laughs> Sting actually like revamped his whole thing in the WWE to he look like it. fucking the Crow. Um, but yeah, he, man, like, he sat up in the rafters. Yeah, he, he came down from the he rafters. He, he, the he, black trench coat. The right. I mean, he did. He was uh, at one point. I think he had a fucking crow on his shoulder. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you're supposed to be a scorpion. It doesn't even make right. fucking sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, the crow was just cool as shit. You know, tragic story of a guy, uh, him and his fiance are brutally, uh, you know, murdered and by this gang, and he comes back from the dead. It's story been told is very similar yeah, like to a lot of know, 80s movies did that. a lot of things are you know very similar in storytelling wise <clears> but uh just uh brandon lee was fantastic in it and tragically it was his final film yeah. um but uh yeah just I, I to this day i love that movie i think i still i like every time i watch it because there are times where you watch movies that you loved as a kid or sure. you loved growing up and you thought were just fucking super killer and kick-ass and you're like, oh, it's gonna be sick. I'm gonna watch it again. And you're like, uh, it's not quite. It's been a little yeah. bad that about one, it. And I, you know, I mean, you yeah. do take into account it was made in 1996, so sure. certain effects and things. But man, it's gritty and it's grimy and it's still really good. Good acting. I just, I, I love it. I uh, still love that movie to this day. So The Crow is, like I said, I guess, I, I guess you would call it a drama. Really, I don't yeah. know what else it would sure categorize. It's not su- certainly not a superhero movie. A little bit of action, uh, but it's but, action involved. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, man, um, action. Draction. I Draction. like that. I like Draction. There you go. Good term. Thank Good you. term. I like that. A Deanism. A new Deanism. Um, but yeah, The Crow. The Crow is uh, one All of right. mine. So, Brian, what you got? Good. Another one is a kind of reoccurring theme the, the old cable movies. So, this movie, again, is another one. When it came on, I would typically sit down and watch it. And it definitely uh, uh, made me a super fan of James Bond. Okay. So back in that time, yeah, there was James Bond movies on cable all the time. Sure. You know. But this particular one, I was just in my getting into my you know, preteen, young teen for your eyes only. Roger okay. Moore. At the peak of Roger Moore, James Bond uh period. Right. This was early eighties. Um so they had the crazy ridiculous See, Moonwrecker's close, too. That was a crazy, over-the-top James Bond movie when James Bond in outer space. Moonwrecker? Moonraker. I've never heard of that one. James Bond in outer space. Say no <laughs> more. Okay. Did he meet Jason out James there? X. <laughs> no. That's just a crazy, ridiculous, over-the-top James Bond movie. And then they, they just they, we got to reel this back in. Have he more was of just a in, in a tuxedo with just, like, the dome. You know, like the, the, the fish dome on yeah. his head. Check out the movie poster for that. Is, is it close? I was going to say, it's I'm close. sure it probably right. is similar It's to that. James Bond in a, with a tuxedo underneath an astronaut suit. Yeah, yeah, all t- right. Sure. Anyway, that was close because I watched that all the time as well back when I was a kid. Yeah, that was around the Star Wars. and J- Anyway, but for your eyes only, to this day, is my favorite James Bond film. 
no reason it should be really because there's, sure. there's definitely better <laughs> movies without question. I, right. I, I realize that, but it, this movie had everything. Roger Moore was my James Bond growing up in high school and my in my young teen years, and I was just like, wow! It, it just it, that character struck me as like so super cool. Roger Moore, I loved him, and it had fucking skiing. There's a scene where people are skiing down a bobsled trench, which is insane. And stunt people doing this stuff. I think so. Bobsled, like like where it, like, <laughs> it's like a U type yeah. deal. Yeah, like a, like a bobsled okay. trench, straight ice. Yeah, there's stunt people going down with no pole, skiing down this thing. Well, I don't know how, how fast or flying. It's it's fantastic. It. it you know, tropical scenes, snow scenes, James Bond, of course. Gets it's everything you want in a James thing. Bond movie. It's everything you want in a James Bond movie. So it just it, that solidified me as a James Bond fan to this day. And then right now, I get all these all these movies. I have a uh, I have a James Bond movie poster, authentic one for your okay. eyes only, hanging in my stairway. Sure, because right they only made one. <laughs> then you got <laughs> and you got it. it. <laughs> it's the one that was done. I got it as a gift for my. From somebody in the past. So, yeah. That's cool. There you go. That's it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. My turn? Yes. yes. All right. That's All right. my five. We'll do honorable mentions if, if there's still time to do that. Please um, go ahead. My fourth one here mm-hmm. is uh, The Cooled Surface. If you... The mm, Cooled Surface? The cool surface. cool surface. Cricket should have been placed there because nobody yeah. saw it. it. It Probably, you know, cool not in the theaters. VHS to HBO, but as a 13-year-old Dean, it was Terry Thatcher from, uh, she was in the uh, Lois and Clark series yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. This was Charmed? She was in Charmed, wasn't she? Was she one uh, of no, no, no. She was in uh, Desperate, Desperate Housewives. Housewives. Okay. But at the time, Lois and Clark, 13-year-old yeah. Dean. I'm sure the movie was, you know, a couple years before, mm-hmm. but it showed her breasts. And 13-year-old Dean wore the shit out of that pause button. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that um, it, it shaped my life, but it definitely shaped my penis. <laughs> so, it shaped the wear and the fabric of the front of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because you, you get those movies. It's like when you're as a young boy, yeah. it's like, I think... Yeah, I think girls are kind of cool, and you see something, and it's like, and it's oh, like, wow, that's holy. what that's for, right? I'm going to be aspiring my entire life for something close to that, right? And I'm perfectly okay with that, right? Yeah. It's Do you crazy. guys remember a a movie that you know the sexy movie that, oh, that yeah. kind of like sparked everything? Man. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what was it? Mine's next. Oh, oh, it's on. There. It's on okay. there. It's on there. Yeah, I'll leave it. Timing there. Nice. Yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah. So, Brian, if you, if you can think of like that that sexy I can movie, tell you right now, I know what it yes, is. Yes, please it, go ahead. Well, Caddyshack. I already mentioned Caddyshack. The yes. scene with Caddyshack was that was cool, but uh, Dress to Kill. Okay. Dress to Kill was an early, late seventies movie again on cable. Angie. Dickinson, right? Okay, but the, it wasn't her. It was a stunt person, whatever. It was. But the the sure. opening scene, body double is what body they double. Excuse me, that's not person. Yeah, body double. The opening scene is a woman in a shower, and it's just like again. I mean, the fucking. Cr- I mean, it's, it's it's like boom right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. It's a lady in the shower. It's it's just like painting down. You don't even see the woman's face. Just painting down this woman's body. With water pouring right. over her, I'm just like, oh my god! Right, and then a killer comes in and kills her, and it's like ah, you know. But it, but anyways, that opening scene, you you, you knew it was, you know, for the I first about, time. I you're like, about, oh, yeah, 90 okay. seconds or something like here. I'm really really gonna things enjoy are going this. on here. <laughs> yeah, that's actually uh, how you described it. That's actually how I met Nick without the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a water water pouring down on his uh, titty yeah. meat, and yeah. come. <laughs> I was going to say, let him use it on this one. He's he's just dying. He's, he's getting but revved up about his first experience. Out, unfortunately, it was a body double. Uh, mm. 
So, oh well. Yeah. Nikolai. Go ahead. Yeah. So let's let me take you back to mine. I got, I've got mm-hmm. my sexy pick all queued mm-hmm. up here. Should I close my eyes? Should I get into this? Yeah. All right. I want you to take you back. Hmm. Young Nicholas was about five. <laughs> and I'm not fucking joking. Uh, okay. There was a children's movie. I was 13. N- okay. Nicholas was shown, unsuspecting, his grandparents bought it for him Uh-oh. on VHS. Hmm. Of course, it was a child's movie. I know what this no is. Reason, no reason to think that this could awaken what would someday be the <laughs> long-life pursuit of young Nicholas at five years old. In Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I knew it. Nicholas first saw the female form and what he liked in a woman. He <clears throat> saw curves for yeah. the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessica Rabbit. He saw a large bust and he saw hips. Yeah. And the sexy smoky eyes. That's something. And the legs. And that was all in Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew that that white bunny and them red overalls would forever change his life. Fur, no. fur, fur, fur. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that is, and it's it's funny to say, but like I, I always had this, you know, certainly at five and whatever, but I grew up. My dad liked a lot of the eighties. Me- in these yeah. videos, there's all these girls sure. scantily clad with this sure. teased out hair on, and, the, you know, on the Trans Am hood, just chains, and they're rolling around in the cars. I mean, it was always rest in peace. Yes. Uh, uh, Adult females being sexualized was certainly always there. Yes. Yeah. But I remember very distinctly. You did not have a woke childhood. No. I remember very distinctly seeing Jessica Rabbit for the first time and knowing full well that it's a cartoon, but being like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about that fucking cartoon. (laughs) To this day, I love Jessica Rabbit. I get it. Just, oh, that was was my first... my my first uh May I volley? lust yes <laughs> okay off topic real quick if you want to hear nude scene that's that would be something different but that's not on my list but real quick to this day yeah how it affected you could you look at Jessica Rabbit and do your thing <laughs> yeah okay yeah I, I follow a whole bunch of Instagram accounts that have oh, women dressed up like Jessica, Jessica oh, yeah. Holy. No, no, but the Dude, that's what the great thing but, but about you this could do, day but you, you can, can define that. It's but, there. But you could throw it around in the cartoon version. Oh, though. sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I respect sure. that. And, fun thing, I'm there's sure a lot of creative there. people out there. I'm sure You can go to there. websites and find animated versions of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know? absolutely. It's not typically my cup of tea, but, you know, hey, whatever. Sure, sure. But I remember in a little sidebar there yep. when you talked about wearing out the pause button on a on a nude uh-huh. scene. Uh, Heather Graham and Boogie Nights as Roller Girl. Yes, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I found that scene, mm-hmm. I, I was, was a like, older. I knew exactly where it was. It was right near yeah. the beginning, and I knew exactly where it was. Yep. Heather Graham. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. And good for her. Fantastic. That's, that's yep. what I'm yeah, saying so, without being um, inappropriate. So yeah. I'm proud to say I'm probably less pervy than I was at five. Not probably not, but I'm less outward about being a pervy right. as I was you, when I was five. You, you hold things in a little bit. You, you suppress. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I did. I did. When and it's funny because um, I did not initially have Who Framed Roger Rabbit down on my list, but when we discussed in our group chat and you mentioned your criteria, I thought, you know what? That is a good thing to think because about. And I'm like, I can't not put it on there sure. because it absolutely had an impact yeah, it on does. what I like. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. some movies going to make, you know, your mind gross and some going to make the dick grow. You know, you got all the, all the things. That's right. You can hope. You can hope. <laughs> you can hope. <laughs> Two goals in a man's life right there summed up. That's right. Yeah. That's that right. his life. Yep. So, uh, Brian, what you got up next? Well, we're, we're on our bonuses now, so I don't know how much uh, you guys have going. Yeah, or? no, I've got... I think I've we went four. out of order. One, I did, I did, two, I have one left for three, five. Three, five got four. Yeah, I did Star Wars. Yeah, me too. Star we all agreed on Star Wars, Wars, but maybe that's where it maybe. All happened off the top. Okay. But yeah, all right. What well, you can just yeah, yeah. I'll give you an honorable mention here. There's, there's, I got a few of these here. Um, I'm going to say airplane. Yep. I have. Yep. Airplane. Same so no, thing. That's on my obviously we mentioned mentions. it even in this conversation. That's this honorable mention for yep. me. Uh, early '80s, just the you know I know we did the, we did a prior episode. Go back and look through you know earlier episodes. We did a, we did a watch along. We yep. not a watch along. We watched and then Nick had never seen it before. Was it's an interesting uh, take on it. But 
at the time, and it's still I still think it's hilarious to this day. Just crazy, bizarre humor, and that's when I, re- I realized I like this type of humor. It's right. funny, it's ridiculous, and that type of stuff to this day makes me laugh to this day. So. I had that in my honorable mentions only because I thought of that, and that's my number one, right? That would have been my number one. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking to myself, you had all of this slapstick mm-hmm. throughout the uh, very late 70s, early 80s, you know, hell, all throughout the 80s, right? Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't place just one because, yeah. like, Naked Gun movies, Airplane, yep. Hot Shots, yep. all of them I could quote, I could watch and quote as I go. So that is why yeah. it's, it has to be honorable mention because it's a fucking... You can't even see me here, me. I know. <laughs> At the time, it was, it was like nothing you ever saw on the big screen. Right. It nothing. was... The comedy was just off the page of right. like just the silliness, but smart. It was, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm petting a kitty off camera. Ernie's here. He he's been on the show. He's 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 jumped up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So my last one here. Go ahead. I'm going to go with horror. What's you know because like as a kid, you know, 80s, 90s. You know, you looked at. I watched the Freddy Kruegers and Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. To me, all of that was silly. Mm-hmm. Slasher films, I didn't like start to appreciate until ha- I had a son and he got into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for me, there's not even a year that my age because it came out before me. The Amityville Horror hmm. to me was one of the most fucking frightening movies. Yep. It, it is the one movie mm-hmm. where, where I first remember like. Not being able... Actually, it's honestly the only movie as a kid I remember not being able to sleep because I watched it earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. Simply the fucking scene where like he has the sledgehammer in the basement, broke broke open the wall with the red and yeah. the blood and the ghost. And that scene alone kept me up for fucking nights. That was creepy. Yeah. yeah. It's a passageway right. to hell. Right. Just the flies, like it didn't use exact like like boogeyman or like you didn't see you never saw the boogeyman you never no, saw the never bad saw guy saw demon yeah. or nothing yeah it was yeah. it was the suspense and horror yeah. of it yeah so that that movie freaked me out so that movie when we're talking about like horror and, and that genre to me especially as a kid there's nothing that could compare. I told you before on the show, don't watch it now. You'll disappoint yourself. Oh, I'm sure. But as a kid, sure. yeah, keep, sure. keep yeah. it there. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, to round up my top five, uh, I've got another comedy. Um, and this was really close. This, if, if, if Wayne's World's a 1A, this is definitely a 1B. Mm-hmm. Similar things to say about it. Just we quoted it a lot and very popular. Uh, we, similar to what you mentioned about Caddyshack. You can't go golfing without quoting it. It's Happy Gilmore. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just a fucking class. I, I there's mm-hmm. many Adam Sandler movies I could throw up there in that time range, but uh, Happy Gilmore best. is hands down just my favorite one. Yeah, um, it was just so funny and uh, just at that time again, just right up my alley comedy wise. I feel like it did a lot to like mold my sense of humor and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, but like I said, just very similar kind of vibes as Wayne's World. Just a uh, Quotable. I'm one very million quotable. times. Like sure. it's Again, just, just like Caddyshack, you can't go golfing right. without saying something right, yeah. from that movie. Yep, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think same as Caddyshack, same as uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. I don't. I think those movies, given the veil of comedy and silliness, did something for the sport. Right. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like you have mm-hmm. this generation. Of kids that like wouldn't have even thought about going to this stuffy old sport where you know they're yeah. uh, wearing the loud pants and whatever. Now they're going because of these movies. Right. So I, I think it's iconic not just for the humor, yeah, and the quotability, the game as well, but yeah. for like what it did 
Yeah. For the sport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. We uh, we were doing we did that golf tournament that one year, and there was a team there that was dressed up. Like remember, there was somebody dressed up with mm. the Happy Gilmore. Somebody was dressed That's up right. as a caddy. Somebody was dressed up as an alligator. Right. And somebody was, I think, as Chubbs or something. But I mean, it, they all had the outfits. There was like, everybody had a theme or a team that they mm-hmm. dressed up as. And one team was dressed up as happy as you know, like Happy Gilmore stuff was really good. Um, but yeah, like I, I just I love that movie. So um, do you want me to do, go and roll into honorable mentions after that? I'll just th- throw a quick uh, few out here. One would have to be another comedy, and just kind of. I don't know. Raise. I don't know if you want to call it my first uh, introduction to musicals. I guess it would have to be. Okay. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Ah, all right. Um, similar to what you mentioned, yeah. I had a friend in middle school that introduced me. We to were this. well into adulthood when. And it, when I think I it was. Yeah, it was middle school that introduced me to yeah. this this I have it movie. On VHS. And we, man, we would sing those. We, I know every sure. word to every song, and that we would sing it, and we just, I mean. At our age, late middle school, early high school, guys are brilliant. We absolutely yes. You did as well. I've never seen it. What? Oh my god! I love South Park. Yeah, it's oh, fucking amazing. It's not, you Hilarious. Can watch I have it on DVD, but I've never. I've seen HBO a, Max. Yeah, I was I've, say, yeah, I've seen like I've seen a lot of you know the songs and yeah. clips and chunks. I've probably seen it. In different pieces, but I've never seen it like oh, front to beginning. It's good. It's you guys are geniuses. Very good. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I said, it's standalone. Great, you can watch it anytime because a lot of South Park is topical and satirical to sure. what's going on in, in world. I mean, this is nothing like that. I mean, it's just you can watch it anytime. It's just okay. fantastic. Um, but yeah, we used to call each other and like we'd sing the songs and say the lines to each other in school <laughs> and shit and giggle because like you know. You ever got caught saying any of that shit in school, you get in trouble. But um, it was just, yeah, it was uh, fantastic. And then um, another um, a, another drama I'd like to shout out a teacher, call back to, uh, to yours there. My fifth grade teacher, Mr. Henman, uh, around the Easter season, spent about two, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but spent about two to three weeks and would... Spend anywhere from ten to thirty minutes at a time showing us a movie because it was a very long movie, and we watched Passion of the Christ. Close, beat you to it. <laughs> hey, it's back. There you go. I'm so close. Yeah, but we watched Ben Hur, and I, uh, man, what a great just. I don't know, man. I love that movie. Really, yeah, great storytelling. Great, it just really. I don't know. It really. I was in uh, fifth grade at the time. Really. Um, Captivated me. There's a lot of kids in class that, you know, you show fifth graders Ben Hur. Sure. A lot of kids don't care. They're not paying attention. They're that, talking through it. But that man, shows it what got it does. Me. That, it that fucking shows got like the power of that movie. Like, how sure. old were you? You were like uh, fifth grade. So, like, fifth grade. 11. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lane's in fifth grade now. To, yeah. to be an 11 year old and to like have a movie from the 50s, right. like, affect you for like. It's cool. Now you're, yeah. you're you're putting it on this list. Yeah, that's something. And I'm sure with my teacher at the time, Mr. Henman, that was trying to do that, cast the web, and people that latch on do it, mm-hmm. like myself, take right. it for cool. life and and love yeah. the movie. And then some kids probably don't even remember they saw it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, like it's just a great great film. Uh, cool. Love it. And uh, so, but um, that's about it. I think that's all I've got written down. All right. Um, so what do you got? I've got a couple honorable mentions. We talked about Star Wars. Again, I didn't put it on my main list because I knew you guys would do it and we'd talk <laughs> about it. Uh, Field of Dreams. Mm. Uh, ends up being one of my favorite movies. I didn't put it on because it was... It, it, it was... It was subtle, right? <clears throat> um, like, it was like one of those movies that, like... It was a sports movie, so I didn't know what, like, category, and I was going on categories here. Um, but Field of Dreams just... Now, have you... You've seen I've it, right? I've never seen Field of Dreams, no. Hmm. Actually, it would be fascinating to see you watch it now because you're a father. Mm-hmm. Okay. It definitely hits different if you watch it sure. at any time to compare it to when you're a father. It hits different. I used to get Field of Dreams and Rookie of the Year mixed up because I had dated a girl that liked both of those movies, and I know they're both about baseball, and I don't know sure. which one's which. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I know. Again, Field of Dreams is a field, field. The other one's the other one. Actually, Robin showed right. me Rookie of the Year a few years back, so I have seen Rookie okay. of the Year. 
Does that mean, rest easy. I've seen Rookie of the Year. Not Field of Dreams, but Not I've seen Field Rookie of, of the Year. You, you should watch Field of Dreams. I, yeah. I think you'd like it. Um, yeah, Major League Baseball to this day, they do now they do they build a stadium in that cornfield. You know that where it was filmed. No, no. They built a stadium in the in the actual yeah. cornfield set of the cornfield. Yeah. And now they have players. They they so they rotate teams that play there. This is like a, this is a few years ago they started yeah. doing huh. this. That's pretty and cool. And they run out, they come they when they, out, they step on the cornfield into yep. the Yep. And Kevin Costner huh. announces everything each oh, yeah. year. Okay, that sounds you may have seen I work yeah. with a girl who is a Mega Kevin Costner super fan. Balin? Follows him around, like sees his bands play and stuff, and oh, like geez. sets as she goes Balin, to like. Re- right? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but um, yeah. It's, it's what, it obviously, it still has an impact on baseball today. Yeah, right. that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So it it, it mm-hmm. did impact me on not just film but baseball as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, and then my last, um, well, I actually had airplane listed here as slapstick. So every mm-hmm. every slapstick genre, and that actually could be like my one, you know, deal. But my last uh, honorable mention, I'm gonna name because like, Jesus, it is is the gold standard of uh, comic book movies, ladies and gentlemen. Leah Thompson, come on! Oh no, it's Howard the Duck. It's Howard the Duck. <laughs> I tell you what, let me tell you a little thing about Howard the Duck. It was one of those first movies because what Howard the Duck, I, I didn't even write it down. I don't know what when Howard the Duck came, you know, when it was. But I remember <clears throat> I was young, right? Howard the Duck, the scene where Leah Thompson fucks the duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's true. a thing. It the feathers come up. There was tingling going on, and I didn't know why. And that was Dean's introduction to bestiality. <laughs> yep. That's when that's that's how Dean knew he liked no, that. The, the duck had human eyes and stuff, but <laughs> but a duck dick. <laughs> show the duck dick. Why? Boy, it was Leah Thompson from Back to the Future yep. getting it on. <clears throat> oh boy. The, and and like the way she like touched and like. Yes, young Dean. It was a very confused boner. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very good. <clears throat> How about you? <laughs> you got a confused boner over there? Usually. <laughs> Usually, I want to get together with you guys. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this well, now? Why? How- Why? Howard Why? the Duck is a gold standard in Dean's childhood. Movies, but a gold standard oh, you. in tattooing. Mm. I mentioned here is the mm. Golden Heart Tattoo uh, Shop in beautiful Norton, Ohio, close to here. Right <coughs> I'm going next Friday. Basically, I'll show you ah. new ink on this arm here. We're going to keep adding to this arm here, and I'll show you on the show here. But uh, next Friday, going to see Scott, and uh, I called him at two three four. 706-2982. You can find them on Facebook at Golden Heart Norton and O R T O N and their website goldenhearttattoos.com. So if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, go check out the gold standard of tattoo shops gold in the standard area. Boom. Yes. All right, a couple more uh, honorable mentions for me real quick. You know, you mentioned Ben Hur and it struck me. It should have been on my list. I'm going to add it right now. Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, sure. That's a one for me. I would have to put that on my honorable mentions yeah, as well. Yeah, Planet I mean, of the Apes, the, origi- the original movie with Charlton Heston and the whole series. That was something. I, of course, you know that was in '68 or something like that. I so I saw it on on TV, and it had a series for a second. But it, that was a very popular thing when I was a young kid. That that whole series and all that. And going even now, if you go back and watch those. Rod Serling was the he wrote the screenplay for the original Planet who did the right. Twilight Zone and all that stuff. That movie it definitely speaks. It's very powerful even now. It speaks yeah. to you know racism and everything else. And those I mean, first if, few are if pretty, you if you look at like the ending down, but go ahead. The ending with with like yeah, the Statue of Liberty. It and you look at it from the idea of like who wrote it. 
It yeah. is kind of a, a, it's a mindfuck, yeah. No, well, it, it's, it's, twilight zone it's a Twilight Zone yeah, episode, yeah, like a two-hour or whatever. Right. That, that whole Charlie Charlie Heston is fabulous. Right, it's fantastic. Yeah. Damn y'all. Because like in in the Twilight Zones, they covered and and looked over race and oh, religion. Yeah. Like they didn't hold back on anything. No. Yeah, did back not. then did not. The Flight of the Raiders of the Lost Ark we mentioned earlier today. Yep. I saw that movie with my parents in a theater as a kid, and it it, it was like why it just Harrison Ford bigger than life. It was like how could Harrison Ford do something besides Han Solo? Didn't make any sense necessarily, but as soon as you saw him, it's like completely pulled it off. Right, he, he could equally pull off Indiana Jones and and Han Solo, no question about it. It wasn't like Han Solo in a fucking leather jacket and a whip. No, it's Indiana Jones happens to be Harrison Ford who just kicked ass. Fantastic movie. Was that you with me? Uh, we'd like to see uh, Brian in a uh, leather oh, jacket. Oh, sure. And a whip. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Nothing else. I could take, a, I could take or lose the leather jacket, but the whip is necessary. No, no, no. I want the leather jacket. No pants. Okay. Yeah. Just leather sure. Winnie the Pooh with, with a whip. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. The Shining. <laughs> Again, another movie on cable as a kid. It was just a it just, horror movie classic that definitely helped define my I prefer horror movies that have more of that creepy type factor. Sure. Yeah, less than like the slasher, slasher stuff is funny and fun and this and that and the other and it's fine. But that type of movie was just frightening. You sure. know? Uh Blues Brothers, that is my version of the Wayne's World, I guess. It was a Saturday Live skit, if yeah. you will, that made its way to the big screen. My parents yeah. took me to right down the street here to the at the West Theater, right down from here. That's where I saw the Blues Brothers for the first time with my parents back in 1980. Great memory for that because it was a rated R movie. My parents. Right. Fantastic. And uh, the Pink Panther strikes again. Sure. Peter Sellers and his Genius. my love of all the all the Pink Panther movies as a kid. Still enjoy those to this day. The, uh, I know we've mentioned, we talked about physical comedy and uh, the prior podcast, stuff like that. Peter Sellers is one of the best of all time. Hands down. Him as Inspector Clouseau, genius. Perfect. Many more we could talk about, I'm sure. Yep. But we missed a lot. Yes. Because, I mean, it's limited of like numbers and time and the whole deal, but I think we had, all of us had good lists. Yeah, but it's interesting because, yeah, it was all the, all the movies we talked about here. We could definitely see how, how that, the humor that we like, yeah. the horror that we like, sci fi, the action. Those movies still resonate Shaped with us. us to this day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So want to hear from you out there as well. So if there's absolutely. any movies out there that define your childhood and why, we'd love to hear from you. What are you shaped like? Yeah. <laughs> I'm wild. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're shaped like a fucking uh, uh, cucumber. I don't know. Yeah. A hexagon. Well, don't get him excited. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Maybe an eggplant. Oh, yeah. whoa. All right. See what you did. <laughs> Absolutely. See what you did. See, I'm already there. Maybe already a nice there. couple melons, maybe, or yeah. something. Uh-huh. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nah, yuck. <laughs> and those melons. Not unless they're below the waist. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> well, we know we're making plenty of uh, impacts to our listeners and viewers As out always. there. As always. Right. We're going to be added to some list someday. What, po- what podcast shaped you as as a, as a young person? And I'm hoping, you know, that when that category of like what podcast you masturbated mm. to, when I first on- Dean, when I first heard Dean say "titty meat," I, it, it was credited with giving me the tingle for the mm-hmm. very first time. Like, I have now. This is not a joke. Oh, my butthole tingle! According to our <laughs> metrics, there is like a, a certain percentage of you know, five or so percent are in eighteen to young twenty range. They listen to us. Really? Well, yeah, absolutely. doesn't seem accurate. So we're shaping, <laughs> we're shaping that. lives, <clears throat> and, and hopefully penises. Young people, yeah, sure, you know, yeah. We want a face like that, wanting to shape penises of eighteen to twenty-five. Well, maybe yeah. not. That's just, not a not fucking penises, legal battle maybe, waiting to happen. Maybe vaginas too. You know, we we sculpt the hood. Now Dean know. can't go to parks and be. You know, no, that was before I shaved. <laughs> that had nothing to do yeah, with the shaving. Like, I, I like like a hipster that looks like he's from nineteen twenty. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it really gets me. And going. then an old guy who was born in nineteen twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, on that note, yeah, Nick, <laughs> yep, will you take us out. Absolutely. Episode one four one forty one. Right. Well, it has been one hundred and forty one fantastical episodes of Convincing Idiots. That's right. We thank you if you are listening to this point. We know we have taken up much of your time, but let's face it. What other way would you rather spend your time than with the three of us? So, if you would like to Dick's spend already in your hand. even more time with us, uh, you can find us on all of our social media accounts. You can conveniently find links to all of them on our link tree. So, Google Convincing Idiots, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, and you can go and like, subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on all of your favorite social media platforms. We are also available there and on our website, convincingidiots.wordpress.com, where you can find merch and so much more. So, for another episode of Convincing Idiots, I am your Millennial Nick. Zenial Dean. Thanks, Brian. Have we shaped you or convinced you to shape another this week on Convincing Idiots? Gen X Brian here from the Convincing Idiots podcast. If you're enjoying our show, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. the ark before it is invincible. India and Jones! Let her go. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'm going after that truck. this up as I go. Trust me. Same idiot time, same idiot channel. (laughs) (laughs) I made sure I waited for that one so you can cut that.